12. Brother Matthew, will you sing that during the invitation for us? I'd like you to sing that song again. That you last week, I, I, you know, I've been preaching through the book of 1 John for some weeks or for some months. And last week, um, early in the week, the Lord moved my heart to preach on, do you have peace? And, um, and I shared the testimony about when I took my first trip into North Korea and we were held hostage in a hotel. And me and um, the brothers I was with, how, how um, they told us that if we didn't pay a $50,000 ransom, we would never be able to leave the country. And um, that was quite a, a threat. And we went into our hotel room and we began to pray and read the Bible and started to sing that song. And, and peace came out of heaven, amen. amen. And I just, I just thank the Lord for, for peace. And um, <clears throat> tonight, the Lord is, um, so let me back up. I've been preaching through the book of 1 John for some months. And, and in chapter 2, there was a mentioning and a reference to loving the brethren. In chapter 3 and in chapter 4, it's constant preaching about loving the brethren. Just back to back to back. And, and, and God's not stopping. He's driving it home over and over and over again. And, 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 um, and for whatever reason, I intended to continue in 1 John this week. And I believe it was Monday afternoon. The Lord began to work in my heart about um, another issue that involves oh, when, you, when you love the brethren, you're going to seek to have peace with the brethren. You're going to seek to have peace with the brethren. But, but, um, but there's another issue that is involved with loving the brethren. And, and that is a hindrance to brethren loving each other. And that is the issue of bitterness. And so tonight, and for the last few nights, God has been burdening my heart to preach tonight on bitterness. And so if you would pray with me. And then, and for me, then we'll get into the, to the Bible. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> I'm sure, um, dependent on you tonight, without you, I definitely can do nothing. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me of any and all sin and anything that would grieve the moving of the Holy Spirit. God, would you bring conviction on hearts where it's needed? And God, would you bring comfort on hearts where it's needed? Lord, would you, would you heal? Would you woo? Would you restore? Would you bring peace? Would you bring reconciliations? Would you bring help? And Lord, would, would you work in every person, in every situation, according to your good will? Lord, I have no power and I have no control. I simply get up and preach Thus saith God, Lord, we are dependent on you tonight. If I have a brother or a sister here who is hurting and bitter, God, would you bring healing? Lord, if there's somebody over the airwaves or if there's somebody on the live stream that's listening and they're bitter, would you help them? Lord, would you meet their need, whether it be salvation or whether it be restoration and reconciliation? God, would you minister to their heart and heal this horrible root of bitterness? Lord, those that are not bitter, may you protect us from going down this road. 
Lord, may our hearts be solely unto you, dedicated and holy unto you. Lord, the will of the Lord be done. Help me, God, I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you look with me in Hebrews chapter number 12, um, Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 14 through verse number 17. The Bible said, follow peace with all men. So there we have the will of God, follow peace with all men. That is what God desires for us to do. Um, recently, I've heard people say, well, we're at war with them or we're feuding with them. Well, that's ungodly and it's from hell and that is not the will of God. Amen. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he had found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. If you'll notice with me in the verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Notice with me the word many. This Bible verse would teach me and would teach you that bitterness affects many people. Matter of fact, the Bible verse tells us more than just affects them, that it defiles many people. And bitterness can come from a variety of, of directions. Bitterness can come from misunderstandings. Bitterness can come from being done wrong. Bitterness can come from simply not liking something. Bitterness can come because you didn't get your way or because I didn't get my way. Bitterness can come because we disagree. Bitterness can come for a variety of reasons. And I think of some people that I have met who have struggled with bitterness. Let me tell you tonight and my message, God willing, will not be long. But bitterness defiles. You see, a heart that is bitter refuses to forgive. A heart that is bitter cannot have fellowship with God. Although a bitter heart is deceived and a bitter heart thinks, oh, well, God is okay with my bitterness. No, he is not. A bitter heart defiles. And a bitter heart deceives. People who are bitter think it's okay for them to be bitter, but not for others to be bitter. Well, my friend, God is no respecter of persons. Bitterness defiles. It will defile your fellowship with God, your relationship with God. It will defile your heart. It will defile your spirit. It will defile your fruit. It will deceive you. It will deceive me. I've been done wrong in my life and I have a choice. I can either become bitter or I can yield to the Lord 
and commit it to him and follow him. You have a choice in your life. You can become bitter or you can yield to the Lord and commit it to him and follow him. Bitterness defiles according to the word of God. But bitterness deceives. But may I say this, bitterness wants to devour you. Bitterness comes from our pride, from ourself, and from our flesh. Notice with me in the book of Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Did you see that? No corrupt communication is to proceed out of our mouth. Well, that's a tall order, my friend. That means it's not allowed to come out of my mouth. And that means it's not allowed to come out of your mouth. I'll go so far as to say this. If I let corrupt communication come out of my mouth, then I need to go correct it and not leave it corrupted. If you've let corrupt communication come out of your mouth, you need to go correct it and not leave it corrupted. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. So what we say is to edify. That means to build up. That it may minister grace into the hearers. Well, the order is getting taller. God said everything we say is supposed to build up the people who hear it. I wonder how much of what I say builds people up. I'm sure that we all fall short right here. If you don't, please pray for the rest of us, amen? And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed under the day of redemption. We're about to find out in a minute that bitterness will grieve the Holy Ghost. Notice what the next verse says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. This teaches me and you that we have a decision to make about bitterness. Bitterness defiles. Bitterness deceives. And bitterness is something that you and I have a decision about how we are going to react. May I say this? The Bible said, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Amen. That's the word of God. May I say this, bitterness destroys. Do you know anybody who is bitter, who is thriving, serving God? Do you know anybody who is bitter, who is full of the joy of the Lord? Do you know anybody who is bitter that is winning souls to Jesus Christ? Do you know anybody that is bitter and walks by the person they're angry with at church and refuses to shake their hand, refuses to look at them, refuses to make peace, refuses to apologize, refuses to make it right? Do you see any of them shouting and enjoying the glory of the Spirit of God? No. Bitterness wants to destroy it wants to destroy you. It wants to destroy others. It wants to destroy the church. May I say this? Bitterness 
is devilish. If you will look with me in the book of James, chapter number three. James, chapter number three. And we'll start in verse number 11. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Well, there we go. We cannot be sweet and bitter, my friend. So my question is, which one are we? Are we sweet or are we bitter? A fountain doesn't send forth both, and neither can we. Look with me in verse number 12. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either of vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Verse 13, and we'll keep reading. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not. And lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above. It means it's not of God. But is earthly. It means it's of the world. Sensual. That means it's of the flesh. Devilish. That means it's from Satan. May God help us. Bitterness wants to de devour. Bitterness, bitterness want, or it wants to defile. It wants to devour. It wants to deceive. You have a decision of how you will respond. I have a decision of how I will respond to bitterness. Bitterness wants to destroy you, your home, your family, your marriage, your relationships, your church, your life, your heart, your fellowship with God. That's right. May I say this, bitterness is devilish. We read it right out of the word of God. Bitterness will have you to walk on the road of darkness. If you'll look with me in 1 John chapter 1, the Bible is very clear. Verse number 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. He tells us not to glory in bitterness. He tells us to lie not against the truth. He tells us that that wisdom does not come from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. And he tells us here that if a man says he's walking that way and has fellowship with God, that he is lying. May I say this? Bitterness wants to divide. May I say there's some good things that divide. The doctrine of God divides. That's why we believe in salvation by grace through faith and no other way. Amen. So it divides us from every other faith. We believe in baptism by immersion after salvation, only born again individuals. That divides us from many other religions. We don't just believe that Jesus Christ was a prophet. Although he was. We believe he's God. Amen. 
That divides us from many. There are good divisions. We should be divided from wicked things. We should be divided from false teachers. We should be divided from that doctrine. But bitterness wants to divide you and me from God, from his word, from his spirit, from his ways. It wants to divide you from his family. Bitterness wants to make you and I rot. That's why you hear the old adage, they're sulking in bitterness. May I say this? Bitterness wants to dampen your joy. That's why you never see somebody who's bitter fervently overflowing in joy. You see, bitterness grieves the Holy Ghost. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace. A person who's full of bitterness, you know what they struggle to do? Love, show joy, and have peace. It's because they're given way to the world, to the flesh, and to the devil, and not to God. May I say this, bitterness wants to diminish God working in your life. God is limitless in what he can do in my life or yours if we will let him have his way. But the moment we embrace bitterness, we say no to the Holy Ghost. We say no to the word of God. And we say no to the ways of the Lord. May I say this, bitterness will cause your development as a Christian to be depleted. You do not find bitter Christians growing and full of fruit. The Bible said the trees of the Lord are full of sap. Every time I read that verse, I think of a a tree, for example, with with a fruit like sweet, juicy oranges. They, They got these oranges in Jeju, Korea. I don't even know what the specific type they're called, but they're the best orange I've ever had in my life. They're so good. But when you think of bitterness, you think of opening a fruit and it's full of black and mold, and it's disgusting. The fruit of bitterness is disgusting. No good comes from it. What happens in people's lives, circumstances, problems, turmoils, strifes, misunderstandings, issues, dislikes, disunities, problems, or contentions, in people's humanity, they're tempted to yield to bitterness. And quickly what it starts to do is to destroy your relationship with God, your relationship with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. As I think of these words here, look with me in Romans chapter 3. As I think of these words, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Look with me in Romans chapter 3, verse number 13. The Bible said their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and what? Bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. You know, you ever heard that hurting people hurt people? You ever heard that? You know, you know what people who are full of bitterness want to do? They want to make you feel like they do. They want others to hurt just like them. That's right. 
If you're here tonight and you're bitter, see, bitterness is, is, is selfish. Yes. It's selfish. And I'm not saying you haven't been done wrong. I'm not saying somebody didn't hurt you. I'm not saying anything like that. But bitterness is wrong. It's sin. And it's selfish. And what bitterness seeks to do is to devour and discourage and to destroy others. Notice it says here, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. So the way of bitterness and the way of peace do not go together. Notice it said here, there is no fear of God before their eyes. My friend, I want to ask you a question. Do you pray? Do you have a relationship with the Lord? Do you read your Bible and fellowship with the Lord I don't know about you, but I wake up every morning and I'm not the standard. I'm just giving a testimony. I wake up every morning before I come to Tabernacle and try to pray for every one of y'all by name. And then I, I pray for the children's home. I pray over missionaries. I pray for needs and people's prayer requests. I read my Bible. I seek God. I pray for my needs. You know why? Because I need a relationship with God. I need that. I need that. But the moment somebody does something wrong to me and I get bitter, you know what it does? It cuts all of that off. Yes, sir. Because when I go to Jesus, he is not going to let me hold all that bitterness and have fellowship with him. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, let's look at the Bible. If you'll look with me in the book of Matthew, chapter number 18. Matthew, chapter 18. Well, let's, let's start in Matthew, chapter 6. Matthew chapter number 6 and verse number 15. <clears throat> well, let's read verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That means... Psalm 66, 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. My friend, nobody here has an extra special relationship with God where he said, oh, I'll accept your wrongdoing, but nobody else's. No, God is no respecter of persons. Amen. Amen. If we're going to harbor bitterness in our heart and life, it will destroy our relationship with God. It'll destroy you. It'll hurt you. It'll devour you. And the Bible said this is one of the ways that many be defiled. Look with me in Matthew chapter 18, verse number 21. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 18, verse number 21. <clears throat> I thought I'd be done faster than I am, sorry. Matthew chapter 18, verse number 21 and, the, and we'll read through verse number 35. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times? And Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times, or until seventy times seven. 
Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, and found, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. And when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desiredst me. Do you see here? Are you saved, my friend? Have you been born again? Has Jesus washed your sins away? And so when we harbor bitterness at somebody, this would be us, O thou wicked servant. Do you not forget, do you not remember what Jesus washed away in your life? Do I not remember what Jesus washed away in my life? If I choose to be bitter and to operate this way, then Jesus' words to me would be, O thou wicked servant. If you choose to operate against the teachings of the word of God, then that would be you, O thou wicked servant. You say, I don't like that. Well, I'm sorry. It's the truth. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desiredst me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? Doesn't that sound just like Ephesians chapter 4, where it said, but to be kind one to another, forgiving one another, even as Christ, for God's sake, hath forgiven you, hath forgiven me. And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due to him. You say, what is that? Well, I want to say tonight that that's a type of bitterness. You see, if you and I refuse to forgive and refuse to relinquish that bitterness and refuse to go God's way, you know what that torment's going to be? That dark, defiled, depleted, undeveloped, devilish mentality of life and soul. No fellowship with God. No peace with, well, you see, when you refuse to forgive, if I refuse to forgive, when you refuse to let up bitterness, when I refuse to let up on bitterness, you know what that means? You can't pray. You're going to try to come to church and sing, oh, how I love Jesus. Jesus said, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. That person that's not willing to forgive, they're not acting in love according to Jesus Christ. May I say this? Look with me in Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. I don't know of anybody here tonight who's bitter, but I know that Monday God moved on my heart about preaching on bitterness. Proverbs chapter 14. And verse number 10. The heart knoweth his own bitterness. You, you know, 
that means you know what you're bitter about. You know what's eating at you. I know what's eating at me. You know what's bothering you. I know what's bothering me. The heart knoweth its own bitterness. As I meditated on bitterness and I thought about it and prayed, I thought, Lord, I looked in the Webster's 1828 dictionary. Bitterness is defined as extreme enmity, grudge, or hatred. I think of the beginning of bitterness. It can start subtly. Perhaps you were completely innocent. I mean, I've heard stories of people who, 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 who were assaulted in vicious ways, even as children. But they, they were so overcome with bitterness that it ate them alive and destroyed them. I've heard of all types of reasons for bitterness, but, but my friend tonight, when the Bible talks about bitterness, it didn't talk about the reason. It talked about our response. And it said to let it be put away. You see, when Jesus Christ died on the cross for me, oh, brother, sister, if y'all could have known me before I was saved, you would be ashamed to have had anything to do with me. I was a heathen. But when Jesus died on the cross for my sins, do you know what he did? He let all my sins be put away by his blood. And when I came to him on July 2nd, 2006, under Holy Ghost conviction, and I cried out to God, he let all my sins be put away. You know what the Bible says about our bitterness? Let all bitterness be put away. That's what it said. I think of the beginning of bitterness. The beginning of bitterness. I don't know how it started for you. I don't even know if you're bitter. But I know it comes in subtly. And so even from this point, we should be on guard. We should be on guard. Satan wants to take you out. To take me out. May I say this, not only the beginning of bitterness, but I think about the burden of bitterness. Think about it with me, friend. You can never talk to God. You can never have peace. You can never pray. Oh, my. I love every morning when I get done praying. And I can feel the presence of the Son of God in the room. Oh, I never want to live without that. Never, never. But if I regard bitterness in my soul, then I might as well throw it away. The burden to live without the ability to fellowship with him. You know what the Bible said about the Lord? He is separate from sinners. He's undefiled. He's holy. He's pure. He's innocent. Jesus does not have fellowship with bitterness. It's not his way. He said it's devilish. He said we should let it be put away. Then I think about this. I think about the brokenness of bitterness. Oh, although people put on the, the tough 
mean, angry spirit when they get in the car by themselves and they drive down the road or they're home by themselves and they're so hurt and they're so alone because they can't have fellowship with God because they have put themselves in a prison, a prison that runs deeper than unforgiveness, but a prison that has defiled their heart. May I say this, the boldness of bitterness, especially in the life of a Christian, the boldness, I will not do what God said. You know what that is? Rebellion. It's rebellion. You know what God said about rebellion? It says the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Rebellion says, I will not obey God. I will not adhere to the word of God. But yet at the same time, it'll act holy and right with God. May I say this, the blindness of bitterness, the blindness. Until the Holy Spirit and the word of God reveals it, many people who are bitter, they can't even see it. Some of them feel justified. Some of them, I don't know what they're thinking, but it blinds them. You know what the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews? To exhort one another while it is today, lest any of you, be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's why the Bible tells preachers to preach. That's why the Bible tells us to make the word of God known. I need it. You need it too. To exhort one another daily, lest any should be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. I think of the blindness, but, but then may I say this? The unbiblicalness of bitterness. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You can't fit bitterness in there. You can't. You can't fit bitterness in there. If we're going to be holy, you know where it starts? Not at what we're wearing. It starts right here in the heart. And once our heart gets holy, it'll affect every other part of our life. But then may I say this, the bondage, the bondage of bitterness in a prison. Look at me in the book of Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter number 8. Acts chapter number 8, verse number 23. Well, let's just back up and read verse number 22 and verse number 23. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and the bond of iniquity. Oh, I love the brothers and sisters in the Lord. 
I got saved out of a life of running around with gangbangers and drug dealers and wicked individuals. I'm so sick of people wanting to kill each other. I'm so sick of people hating each other. I'm so sick of it. Jesus saved me out of that. And I don't want nothing to do with it. And Christians are not supposed to be that way. Christians are not supposed to live in the gall of bitterness and the, the bondage of iniquity. But what happens when people are proud and people think that they deserve something different than what God said? Or we've been wronged. I read a book by R.B. Ouellette and he talks about people being done wrong and, and if people aren't careful, they could have been innocent, but once bitterness takes control, they're not innocent anymore. My friend, are you in the gall of bitterness? Are you in the bond of iniquity? I plead with you tonight. Let me meet you at the altar and pray with you. The most precious thing in the world is a relationship with the peace of the Son of God. I'll never forget hearing Brother Sammy Allen said, if you ever get in the glory, you spend the rest of your life trying to get back. When you get a relationship where you daily walk with and talk with and fellowship with the Son of God, it's so much sweeter. It's so much sweeter. If you're tonight hurting in the gall of bitterness, if you're in that bond of iniquity, I'd love to bow with you at this altar and pray with you till you find help. May I say this? I think about the Bible and bitterness. They do not go together. The Bible rebukes it. The Bible reproves it. The Bible corrects it. The Bible says to let it be put away. But let me ask you, then why are so many people who say they read the Bible and love God full of bitterness? You know what the Bible said in the book of Judges? There was a time when men did that which was right in their own eyes. Well, the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right in the ways of men, but the ways thereof are the end, or the end thereof is the way of death. May I say this? I think of the bad fruit of bitterness. Nothing good comes from it. I think of the burning fire of bitterness. Revenge, hatred, strife, contention, vindictiveness. Wishing you, me, or others evil. Well, you know what the Bible said? Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth. Wow. My friends, I fear that a lot of people are going the wrong way. God, help me. I know I need the help of God. Do you need the help of God? Last two points and I'll be done, God willing. I want to say that it's possible to have blessed liberty from bitterness. I'll never forget hearing Alvin Martinez sing that song about Jesus. He said, that precious name that sets the captives free. 
when we come to Jesus and we submit, yield to, and just regard everything over to his will, he can break the bonds. If a person will let go. If a person will let go. But you know what that will involve? He said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Oh, we live in the day of not denying ourselves. We live in the day of, I want to do everything I want to do and be allowed to say I walk with God. Well, that's a lie. If you'll look with me in, in Jeremiah chapter number 8. In Jeremiah chapter number 8. Jeremiah chapter number 8. And verse number 22. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Look with me in the book of Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter number 1 in verse number 5. The Bible said, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Amen. I would like to say this in closing. If you'll go ahead and stand with me. Matthew's coming to sing in just a moment. I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to say there's a balm that can heal your heart. And there is blood that can forgive all your sins. If you're in the gall of bitterness, if you're broken, burdened, emboldened, blind, unbiblical, in bondage, if you have that bad fruit or that burning fire of bitterness, God can heal your heart tonight. Far away in the depths of my spirit tonight rolls a melody sweeter than song. In celestial like strains it unceasingly falls. For my soul like an infinite calm. Peace, peace. Amen. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Hold up right there. I just want to say something. You know, some people feel like if they get right with God about bitterness, that they're saying, oh, it's okay. Somebody can just steal from me or hurt me or try to kill me or try to whatever. You're not saying that. 
All it says is, I don't want to be in this prison anymore. I want to enjoy God. I want to walk with the Lord. I want to have peace. My friend, I just plead with you tonight for your sake, out of love and out of the burden that God gave me. Please don't sit there in bitterness if you're in it. Come to the Lord. Let him touch your heart. Let him, let him help you. Let him comfort you. Amen, brother. You can sing. What a treasure I have in this wonderful peace. Buried deep in the heart of my soul. So secure that no power can mine it away. While the years of eternity roll. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever. Pray in fathomless billows of love. And methinks when I rise to that city of peace, where the author of peace I shall see, Amen. that one strain of the song which the ransomed will sing in that heavenly kingdom shall be. Let's all sing it out on that chorus. Amen. Amen. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Heavenly Father, I, I am definitely nothing, and Lord, I'm, I'm, I just know that I'm fully dependent on you. Use those truths of uh, that God, somebody might be delivered from bitterness. Lord, help every person. I pray for all of our precious brothers and sisters here, and those that can't be here tonight, those that are, that are shut in and sick. God, bring healing, help, grace, peace, mercy, and just bless everyone. Bring, them back, bring us back safely Sunday. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.